episode of Doable Discipleship, the show where we help you grow. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh so that was it. Hey, huh? Think about that. The show where you, we help you grow. I like <laughs> it. That's Surprise. a good way to start the. <laughs> it's it's a good way to kick off the year. I mean, yeah. we've already had one episode released this year, mm-hmm. but the show that will help it's you grow. It's never too late to introduce a new tagline. A new tagline. <laughs> I think it works <laughs> well. Show. If you like that tagline, let us know in the comments. Yeah, and give us a like. Yeah. Come on, be nice. All right. Today we're continuing a little series that we kicked off last week. It's a new year. Yeah. And there's nothing better to do in a new year than grow spiritually. It sounded like you said there's nothing better to do in a new year. Maybe I did. We'll find out I when I edit wrong. this. <laughs> <laughs> I may find that out. Uh, so what we're doing is we're just doing a, a series through four habits that you've got to build into your life if you want to grow spiritually. These are time-tested, Bible-approved you yeah. got to do these things. If you don't do it, you won't grow spiritually. Bottom line. And what better time to start than January? Yeah, you're already thinking about how do I be a how do I become a better person? How do I achieve my goals? All this stuff. Well, I hope that this year you've set some goals for spiritual growth, and uh, these are some things that'll help you achieve those goals. So last week we talked about the importance of the Bible. Fun yes, episode called Sixty Six Books in One. What a bargain! Because that's Great title. the Bible is right. Sixty six books written yeah. by around forty authors over the course of a couple thousand years. This really just awe-inspiring masterpiece, literary masterpiece, but also uh, this supernatural text that God has delivered to us yeah. needs to be built into your life. It's the guidebook for you to live your life by, so you must you must take advantage of it. Last week we talked about that. If you missed it, go listen to it. You will not regret it. Um, also, as we go through this stuff, uh, this is all coming from Class 201 here at Saddleback. Yes. If you've never taken Class 201, drop everything. Go to Saddleback.com. Unless you're driving. Even then. <laughs> it's that important. Pull, pull over. It's that Do the important. Thing. Anyway, go register for the next class 201 if you've already taken class 101. Um, make sure you've, you've, you take those they classes in order. every month. They happen one, two, three, four. So class 101 through 401. But class 201 is where we talk about these habits of spiritual growth and how you can start installing them into your life. Today, we're moving on. What are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about uh, habit number two, which is the habit of prayer and having a daily quiet time. Uh, So we are going to uh, touch on prayer. Now, Pastor Rick just did a whole campaign called 40 Days of Prayer. Uh, So we're not going to spend a whole chunk of time on prayer because because our encouragement would be to go back and listen to um, stuff from that series, which you can find on YouTube, um, or you can do the uh, small group study on 40 Days of Prayer, and um, and you can go back and, and... and we had some conversations that we did on this show about the campaign, so you can l- watch those or listen to those as well. For sure. Um, but we do want to set up the the idea of quiet time by talking about prayer. Um, so the first thing that we wanted to do was read from Romans twelve twelve, which says, Base your happiness on your hope in Christ. When trials come, endure them patiently. Steadfastly maintain the habit of prayer. So prayer needs to be a habit in your life. It needs to be something that's just a part of your daily routine. It's just a part yeah. of, of how you live your life. Mm-hmm. Is your, in other parts of the Bible, it says, to, it says to pray continuously, be constantly in prayer. So yeah. we want to talk about today how to incorporate that along with reading the Bible into what's become a daily quiet time, what's known as a daily quiet time. Yeah. Re- quickly, too, you mentioned the word habit, which is a really important and operative word there. Yeah. Uh, at the end of this series, stay tuned because we're going uh, we're gonna to do an entire episode where we talk about the power of habits mm-hmm. to shape us. Yeah. Um, we'll, we're going to have uh, 
Pastor Rob Jacobs on, who hasn't been on in a little while. Be yeah. exciting to have him back on the show. Uh, and he's going to come and chat with us a little bit about what the research is showing on habits and why they have such powerful shaping influence on our lives, that that habits can actually change who you become. The, the, the habits that you build into your life will make you into something over time. And we're going to talk about those in the final week. So He is a habit scholar. So he is, yeah. He's like, you guys should talk about habit. And we're like, you should come on the you show and talk, talk about, about habit. habit. <laughs> we'd be happy to chat uh, with you about it. So um, on the topic of prayer, um, in Class 201, there's a few great points on just this idea of how to, how to revitalize your prayer life. And um, all of these are about approaching prayer with the right attitude. Or just vitalize your prayer life yeah, if, if you don't really have a prayer, prayer life. life. It's a great way <laughs> just to just... To, Get vitalize it, going, it. Yeah. not revital, just vitalize. Charge that engine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of these, and it's a big focus, as I think of prayer, is about approaching with the right attitude. And there's three big attitudes that I want to hit on quickly as we start this episode. The first is being real, and the idea that that I get from here, and that and that I love to talk about with others, is this idea that God knows your heart. Like, there's nothing that you can hide from God. He knows your feelings on things. He knows what you're going through. So you can be completely real and genuine and honest in your prayer life. Yeah. And for some people, that's like, you know, mind-numbing because you may have grown up and like, no, I can only say these set prayers or no, I can only approach God, you know, a certain way or whatever. But we can be completely honest with God in our prayers. Um, If you don't believe me, read the Psalms. Yeah. And you'll get some good sense of that. (laughs) Yeah. There's no point trying to hide anything from the God who knows everything that there is to know about you. You may as well just exactly. lay it out on the table. Yeah. Don't hide. Yeah. And and so, so that's the first point is be real. The second point is be relaxed. And and that's it's finding a place for you that you can have some quiet time and just be alone with God. And, and you know, you're not feeling like, ah, like my knees are scraping too much. I mean, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Why have I knelt on the asphalt <laughs> in the middle of the road? Exactly, exactly. Fight, you know, is, is be comfy, you know, yeah. that's that's all good. Yeah. Um, and then the third part is be revealing. And that goes back to kind of what we were talking about with be real. But this be revealing is is don't be afraid to just, you know, to share your innermost thoughts with God. Mm. Don't be, you know, ashamed of anything because God knows, as I said earlier, is God knows. And he wants to talk to you about it. He he wants you to talk to him about it and he wants to talk to you in return. Um, so these are three attitudes to approach prayer with that I think if you think about these as you start the new year, I believe it's going to radically change your prayer life. Yeah. Revitalize it, if you will. Yes. Uh, I, I'll add to that, too, um, especially when we talk about being real, but it kind of it touches on all of these. Uh, I, I think pretty, pretty much everybody who's listening or watching has probably at some point in their life prayed with somebody or, or been in the presence of someone who prayed, yeah. and that prayer just sort of was very impressive and made them feel kind of small. Yeah. And um, I know I've been in situations where I hear people pray, and I'm like, wow, what a... What a gorgeous prayer that was, you know, and it can make you feel insecure about your own prayer life. It's worthy and, of script. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like it's a screenplay. Um, but um, I, th- I just want to drive home here that the prayer that God loves most from you is the prayer that you just say, just the honest, real prayer. You don't have to dress it up. Just be relaxed, be real, be revealing. That's all God wants from you in your prayer life. God is not looking to be impressed by the oratory that you bring to your prayer life, by the dazzling word choice and all that stuff. God, yeah, none of that matters about that. Yeah, <laughs> None of that matters. Yeah, Jesus has a lot to say about people who try to like show off with their prayers. Yeah. 
put that all aside and just talk with God. That's what prayer is, just talking with God. If you can talk, you can pray. There you go. Um, all right, going on from there. We're going to talk about uh, using the model that Jesus gave us. Pastor Rick has taught these many times. We this do was, teach it. I think there were two weeks uh, during the campaign about this. Yeah. yeah. So we'll just touch on them really briefly as a recap. Again, you really need to go back and hear the Master Pastor Rick teach on this stuff. Master Pastor. Whoa, good job. Uh, go back and do that. Um, you can find those all at saddlebike.com and uh, watch those previous messages. But anyway, the six parts of prayer that come from Matthew chapter 6, this is where Jesus gives the Lord's Prayer, which well, we call it the Lord's Prayer because it's the prayer that the Lord gave us. Um, and he kind of he kind of lays out a, not a cookie-cutter pattern for prayer, but a sort of um, a, a picture of the elements that prayer can and should include. Yeah. Right? So we shouldn't, I think, I don't think Jesus intended for us to see the Lord's Prayer as a prayer that we should just be reciting all the time. Not that that's bad. It's yeah. a great prayer. But that it is a picture of the kind, the way in which we should approach God in prayer. Yeah. As Pastor Buddy talks about this, he says, he says like, this is, is how you should pray, not what you should pray. Oh, uh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's talk about these six parts of prayer. Uh, Matthew 6, 9, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, or may your name be kept holy, holy be your name, different translations say it differently. Um, but it's, this is the, this is the uh, part of prayer called praise, which means I begin by expressing my love for God. Mm-hmm. I start by acknowledging God as he is and giving him the the uh, the glory, the adoration, the focus that he deserves. Yeah, it's it, it's really to help your mindset mm-hmm. in being like, I'm coming to God who is the creator, God of the universe, of all things beautiful. You know, it's it's getting that mindset in the right place. Yeah. I think Pastor, one of Pastor Rick's early messages in, in the prayer campaign was, who do you think you're talking to? Yeah, that was a good uh, one. And that was a great, great message. And it was all about having a clear picture of who God is, because the God that you're picturing is the God that you're speaking to in prayer. And the, the, the things that you suppose to be true about Him, the things that you believe about Him, um, have a big influence on how you approach him in your prayer life. The kinds of things that you'll say to him, the way that you'll pray to him, when and how you pray, those are all those are all influenced by who you see God to yeah, be. Yeah, I think we did a reaction video to that message we did. too. So uh, yeah, it was a really cool message. Yeah, you can go back and check that out. It's earlier in the playlist. Uh, next is the, the part of prayer called purpose. That is, I commit myself to doing God's will. Uh, and this is the part of prayer where we say, God, I am, I'm yours to command. I, I give myself to you. I want to be used by you. I want you to have control of my life. I'm placing myself under your authority, and I'm committing to, to do what you call me to do. Um, so that's a uh, an aspect of prayer where we kind of surrender ourselves to the, to the leadership of God. And the next part is provision. I ask God to meet my daily needs. By the way, these are all coming from Matthew 6. I know I skipped that last one, Matthew 6, 10. Uh, Jesus said, your, your kingdom come, your will on earth, or excuse me, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's where we get that purpose idea. This next one, provision, is from Matthew 6, 11 as well. Give us today our daily bread. So the provision part of prayer is where we just, we, we trust God and we, um, we seek him for our basic human needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, because I think we live in like a, a modern Western culture, we sort, we sort of take our, the meeting of our basic needs for granted. Um, but we forget that our life is daily sustained by God and his life-giving power. So we acknowledge him and we ask him to meet our needs. Uh, then there's the pardon piece of prayer, which is, I ask God to forgive my sins, Matthew six twelve. Uh, wouldn't you say this is one of the parts of prayer that gets neglected the most? Yeah, I was just thinking about like, you know, 
probably like the scale of those prayer, like in what parts are more like if you had done. A pie I was chart, like, yeah. I, was like I bet, I, I bet I, that praise might even get skipped a bunch. Yeah, and the and the pardon probably gets skipped a bunch. And I bet the most common things that you know are, are it's definitely the provision. Oh yeah, and probably even purpose, even like God, I want Your will to be done. But mm-hmm. here's the things that are going on in my life. But yes, the pardon is is a huge aspect that gets neglected. And I think at some point we'll definitely do an oh, episode yeah. on confession and the power of confession. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think a big the reason why we talk about these parts of prayer and and perhaps the reason or one of the reasons why Jesus lays out the Lord's prayer in the first place is is out of a desire to make sure our prayers are balanced and not not too lopsided. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy in prayer to just go straight to asking God for all the stuff that you want. Like, God, I want this. God, I want that. God, protect my kids. God, bless my marriage. God, bless my my business or this, that, or the other. When we pray for what we want, you know, heal my loved one. Yeah. Um, but we sometimes yeah. don't take the time to have a robust and complete prayer. I know we're getting, I know this is, this is more of a broad thing, but it, I, I don't want to forget this. So, um, you know, if if you're having a conversation with a friend, it's not like you're just having a conversation about, hey, I, I would like you to do this for me, or mm-hmm. it's not about asking them to do things or trying to get your way in things. Yeah. A conversation with a friend is about your life. It's about it's mm-hmm. you know, everything. And that's what God wants our prayers to be yeah. about too. It's, for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Uh, we talk more about uh, praying for forgiveness in class 201, so take that and you, we can, we'll get into more of the nuts and bolts. Next part of prayer is people. That comes from Matthew six twelve. Um, we We just covered the forgive us our debts. Now we're talking about as we also have forgiven our debtors. So we pray for others. We, we don't just place the attention of our prayers on ourselves, but we're thinking of the people around us. We're thinking of those who are external to us that, um, that we love, that we care about, mm-hmm. and that we need to kind of follow through on that love and care by making them a part of our prayer life. Yeah, and let's make sure it is love and care and not like, Lord, please smite this person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count in praying for other people. <laughs> Lord, yeah. Cause their shoelace to come untied yeah, and exactly. make them fall down comically in front of their friends because I have a grudge. Yeah. We're, we're not talking about like shooting angry prayer arrows at people. We're talking about praying for them in love and, and, uh, and care. Uh, so we pray for people. That's a big part. Again, this is a, this is a, a fork in the road where you can make your prayers all about you, or you can um, dedicate a portion of your prayer life to praying for others as well. It's not just good for them because you're you're now praying on their behalf and seeking God for them, but it's good for you because it, it develops something good and healthy inside your heart, which is an unselfishness toward others. Because prayer, even though it can seem very spiritual, can also be a very selfish part of the Christian life, mm-hmm. where we're just thinking about ourselves and what we want all the time. I fall into that constantly. Uh, and then uh, lastly, we have the, the final part of prayer, which is protection. I ask for protection and direction. Matthew six thirteen says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And we're not just talking about protection, like physically, like don't let me get sick or that kind of stuff. We're talking about spiritual protection because mm-hmm. we know that we are in the middle. Uh, and if you want to hear more on this, go back and listen to our uh, The Day We Broke the World episode. We talk a little bit about spiritual warfare and that. But we know that we're under constant attack and that we exist on a on a battlefield that is hidden from us much of the time. We, we yeah. don't always see what's going on, but we are very much at war and we are very um, we are in the crosshairs of powerful of powerful spiritual enemies. And so we need to, as Paul says, fight that spiritual battle with spiritual weapons. And prayer is one of the big ways that we can do that. Yeah, it's, it's one of the ways that we can influence the spiritual plane um, 
in a very direct and powerful way. So we pray for protection, we pray for direction, so that we are not led astray or taken out by the evil one, as Jesus describes him. Exactly. And that's how the list ends in, in class 2-1, but I do want to mention, because when Pastor Buddy talks about uh, the Lord's Prayer, he ends with the, but uh, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. And he mm. says how it's good that the that this prayer is bookended with praise and praise. It's, yeah. You end with praise. Mm. Um, so I think that's an important part. Yeah. I just uh, wanted to get in there. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you for that. All right, so that was a bit on on prayer. We talked about how to revitalize your prayer life and the um, having the right attitudes, and then we walked through uh, the Lord's Prayer and those mm-hmm. six, and kind of like how to pray, you know, the framework of prayer. So a quiet time then is a combination of prayer and time in God's Word. It's literally it's the conversation piece of your friendship with yeah. God. It's saying it's saying I'm going to talk, and God's going to talk. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk, God's going to talk. That's what this is because the Bible is God speaking to us, and and that also includes you know being silent in listening to see if God has you know has anything He'd like to say to you. Yeah. Um, and then it's praying back, you know. So it's a conversation is really what this is. In fact, right. um, we see. A definition for quiet time is a quiet time is a daily time I set aside to be alone with God to get to know him through the Bible and prayer. Mm. That's uh, that's a pretty succinct definition. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk through some importance. Yeah. Of daily quiet time. We, we got to make the value proposition. We got to... Yeah. Uh, we, we teach these things not simply because the Bible teaches us to do this stuff, but the Bible teaches us to do these things because there is value in them, exactly. because there is a payoff to them. So we'll just talk briefly about some of the uh, some of the ways that we can experience benefits from doing the habit of a daily quiet time, one of which, and we're not going to cover all of them, but we're going to cover some of the big ones that we do cover in class. Uh, one big one is that we were created to have fellowship with God. That if you, if you remember back, uh, and again, previous episode, go back and listen to or listen or watch the episode that we did called uh, It Started But How. That was our talk about how things were created. We talk about um, what mankind was made to be. And uh, the Bible makes it very clear that human beings were made in order to have relationship with God. And having a daily quiet time is how you participate in that relationship and how you enrich that relationship. Uh, you cannot build closeness and intimacy with someone with whom you never spend time. Yeah. If you want to get close with God, you got to spend time with God. If you want to become like God, you need to spend time with God. Yeah, so, it, this is it, important. It kind of goes back to what we had talked about earlier, but God did not make us and just say, Go have fun, kids. You yeah. know, it's it's God made us because He wants to get you know genuine he wants relationship. genuine relationship with us. Right. Um, that's a hugely important idea to get around when, it, especially in regards to quiet time. Yeah. Um, another point that we want to hit on was a personal time alone with God was Jesus's source of strength. There are so many places in the Gospels where we see that Jesus withdrew. It says He often withdrew yeah. to a lonely place and prayed. Jesus would get up early and go have his quiet time. He would do it at any time that he could. There's lots of places that we see, especially after after he's talking with crowds of thousands, he likes to go and have his quiet time. In yeah. the mornings, he goes and have his, has his quiet time. It was his source of strength. 
And it was not easy for him to, to maintain that habit, I'm sure, because toward the latter part of his ministry, he yeah. was constantly thronged with people. Yeah. So it was not easy for him to, I mean, he was like paparazzos everywhere exactly. when he was trying to get away. <laughs> like, get off me. I need to go see God for a while. Yeah. I don't want you to know my secret place. Um, <laughs> so Jesus. I, that's not how Jesus not sounded. How Jesus. Okay. By the way. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so if it was if it was important enough for Jesus it's important enough for us yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. Um, he made it a priority, and that's yep. kind of the key. Yeah, another big one is that you can't be a healthy Christian without it. And, and, and this goes right back to the point we made a minute ago that you were created for fellowship with God. You, you cannot have that close fellowship with God, the thing for which you were made, if you don't invest in time with God on a daily basis. Um, so in in one sense, you can't be a healthy Christian without it because you can't fulfill the purpose that God made you for without it. Um, but not just that, there are the practical benefits that come along with the daily quiet time, which is the wisdom that you need from God's word, the direction and encouragement that you need from it, the <clears throat> the guidance that you find in prayer and in that time of quiet and reflection. Um, <clears throat> in our episode on the soul, we talk about this idea that we need to be constantly connected with the vine. Mm-hmm. You know, it talks about that in John 15, is being connected to the vine. And yeah. this is one of the, I, I'd say, the key ways to do that, right, mm-hmm. is actually spending time, you know, with with the vine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and for anybody who has never started on the habit of a daily quiet time, you're, you're, you're a Christian, <clears throat> you believe in Jesus, you know, you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, but you don't do the daily quiet time. Um you just don't know what you're missing. Yeah. You just don't know how much you're not getting. Uh, it's like, you know, it's like <clears throat> suddenly seeing the world in color for the very first time. Like, you can't know how much you're missing out on until you finally begin to glimpse that. So start a daily quiet time and you will quickly find that it becomes the most precious part of your day. Yeah, and if you don't believe mm-hmm. us, I get it. That's fine. But come and hear it from Pastor Buddy in Deeper Devotions, which is going to oh, yeah. be this Saturday from when this episode is released. Um, so oh, good. You thought about I that. I thought about it before <laughs> dying. So go online and register for that. It's literally the whole, it's a, it's a nine to three thirty workshop on how to develop a strong quiet time. Yeah. If you have attempted a, a quiet time in the past and you feel like it's just been really clunky for you and you haven't been able to hit your groove, this yeah. is a workshop you've got to do. It's all yeah. about enrichment your time with God and getting over some of the hurdles that, that saddleback.com slash deeper devotions. We'll put it in the show notes. We sure will. You can sign up for that. We'd love to see you. Shall we talk about the purpose of a daily quiet time? Let's talk about the purpose of a daily quiet time. Why do a daily quiet time? Um, The first point is to give devotion to God. Um, I love this verse in Psalm uh, 29.2. It says, Give the Lord the glory his name deserves. Worship the Lord in his holy splendor. And then I want to read this other verse too because it's great. In 2 Chronicles 31.21, in talking about... Hezekiah, it says he was successful because everything he did for the temple or in observance of the law, he did in a spirit of complete loyalty and devotion to his God. And so this idea that I love is this idea of the posture of your heart. Is is your heart in the place of devotion to God? And so in a quiet time, well, you know, it will help you develop that posture. It will help mm. you put God in his rightful place, put yourself in your rightful place, and recognize that these two things, God and you, want to be in relationship with each other. Yeah. Yeah, it, it also says God, well, that's squeaky. It also <laughs> says God 
I'm, I'm giving you kingship in my life. I'm letting you be the number one. I'm carving out, I'm deliberately carving out time to spend with you because you're important to me. Um, <clears throat> if, we, if we're honest, the reason why most of us don't have a quiet time or don't have a consistent quiet time is because at the bottom, and we don't like to say it this way, at rock bottom, it's because God just is not quite high enough a priority yeah, to, might, to, to gain that place. Worth your time, if you will. Yeah. You might think. If you're listening, it's air quotes on I was worth air your time. that, yeah. but... <laughs> to imply, it is worth your time, it is, but you're being a ding-dong. Yeah, exactly. if you, if you <laughs> uh, yes. All right, the next one. Purpose of daily quiet time, to get direction from God. And this is an important one. This is, this is honestly one of the things that keeps me going to my daily quiet time consistently, to get direction from God. If you picture life, picture life as like the most hellishly complicated piece of Ikea furniture <laughs> oh, no. you've ever encountered. No. And trying to and trying to put it together without the help, without the supernatural help that comes from God's word, the guidebook for life, you are floundering out there. You've got to take advantage of the tool that God's placed at your disposal. He's gone to all the trouble over the course of thousands of years to deliver a a, a reliable uh, guide for your life. And if you don't take advantage of it, and your life falls apart, there's no one to blame. Exactly. Take advantage of the tool that God's placed at your disposal. It, it is God's foolish. Like, Hello, yeah. It's here. <laughs> if you feel like you look at your life and you just think, "Man, life is not where I want it to be," one reason may be you have not been making wise choices because you haven't been seeking direction from God uh, through His Word and through yeah. prayer. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that having a daily quiet time makes all the problems of life go away. I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm just saying that if you want to be as as equipped and armed as possible to live life well, to live life with wisdom, live life with skill, you've got to have a daily quiet time to do that. Look at Psalm 25 with me, verses 4 through 5. Um, this is from the Living Bible. I like this translation for this passage. It says, Show me the path where I should go, O Lord. Point out the right road for me to walk. Lead me. Teach me. So if you want to be led by God, you need to be spending time in His Word. You, you shouldn't be saying, God, speak to me, teach me what I should do, and ignoring His Word, because He's like, there's a stack of pages right there <laughs> that I've given to you to find direction. And if you ignore it, it's not on God. It's on yeah. you. Also, you have to approach this with a genuine desire for God's mm-hmm. direction and not just saying, God, lead me, teach me, but I don't care what you're going to say because I've already chosen to do this. Yeah. God, <laughs> please affirm me in everything that I want to do and never yeah, never yeah, push exactly. back. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So you got to get direction from God. That's one of the purposes of the quiet time and one of the big Big value propositions. Yeah. Uh, the next in the list of purposes for a daily quiet time is to gain delight in God. And yeah. and I love this one um, because of this fact that we talk about in class two one, where it says, the better I get to know Christ, the more I love him. Mm-hmm. And you've probably seen this in your life with other relationships that you have, where the more time you spend with people, uh, the more you get to like them, the more you get to, you know... Uh, um, appreciate them. Yeah. And the same is true infinitely more so with God. The more time you spend with him, the more you're going to love him, the more you're going to know him for who he is because he yeah. reveals himself to us in the Bible. Yeah. And and the more you will value and appreciate not only the relationship that you have with him, but just all that he has done and continues to do for you. Yeah. Yeah, some people you get closer and you're like, Ugh. sure, but that's a human thing. 
<laughs> but with God, it's like the closer you yeah. get, the more enveloped you with are beauty, in his yeah, perfection exactly. and goodness. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say that in every case getting closer okay, to a sure, <laughs> fine. I didn't mean it in every case. But, but I will grant you cases, in most cases. Thanks, yeah, in most Doug. cases, you're right. Okay. Um just it's like God, what's that? giant white head on your chin and I guess when you get close like all the blemishes no blemishes with God only uh, goodness I do want to I do want to mention that we have a retreat actually that we uh, offer through Saddleback called Behold that mm. is all it's all about this it's all about how to appreciate God's work in beauty yeah more in our daily life so I think it's a really cool topic yeah yeah check yeah. that out saddleback.com slash retreats yes yeah, there's some stuff there. Yeah, it'll be on there. We actually have one in February, so. Oh, bingo. Sweet nectar. All right, onward. Uh, we also, in a quiet time, grow more like God. One of the purposes of a quiet time, grow more like God. Uh, again, you cannot become like someone who you never spend time with. Spend time with God if you want to become more like him. Second Peter uh, 1, 3 through 4 says, For as you know him better and better, he will give you through his great power everything you need for living a truly good life the promise to save us and to give us his own character. If you want the character of Christ, spend time with God daily. Yeah, it's also kind of the point of spiritual maturity is growing more like Christ. It's the crux of what we do. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so now we get to the practical side, the doable side. This is doable discipleship. We always want to get some doable uh, action items in here. So, After all, it is the show where we help you grow. It is the show where we help you grow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how to begin a daily quiet time. Here's a couple of key pointers. First is to select a specific time. Uh, now, the here's the trick. Everybody listening, listen in. The trick. <laughs> shh, 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 listen. Choose a time when you are at your best, right? Give God the best part of your time. Yeah. That could be the morning. It could be at lunch. It could be after work. It could be late at night when everyone else has gone to bed. Yep. You can do it whenever you want. The point none of the matter is, is give God the time when you are most, you know, at your, at your best. I yeah. don't know how else to say it. Yeah, you're, you're, it's, it's just like the... It's just like any other offering that we give to God. We want to give him the best piece, not the scraps. Yeah. So whatever time of day, the way I think of it is whatever time of day I'm sharpest yeah, is the time is of day that, yeah, I, want yeah, to, yeah, that sure. I want to give it to him. Like whenever I know I can give him my, my, the majority of my attention, you know, sometimes for me this in the morning, sometimes I do it at night. It kind of varies. Yeah. And on that, if you miss your time, if you're like, oh, I had something, I missed your time, don't be like, I should never yeah, read again. Yeah. Or, or like, ah, I'm, I've missed it for the day. Oh, well. It's like, then just give God another part of the day. Like, yeah. it's not the end of the world. But the point is, is that is, 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 is you'll be at your best when you give God your best time. Yeah. That doesn't mean don't give him any time at all if you miss it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Like Pastor Rick says, just because you missed a meal or had a bad meal doesn't mean you just give up on ever eating again. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll have to wait till tomorrow's lunch. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. you can <laughs> <Yes>. snack. <laughs> uh, the next one is choose a special place. Ha- have, a, have a place that's set aside and that is conducive to a good quiet time. Uh, so that, that means if, if you're surrounded by kids for a big chunk of your day, like if you're a stay-at-home parent or that kind of stuff, then it may be that you need to have a place where you can withdraw, you know, and you know, when the kids are in bed or that kind of thing, and just make a place your your spot. And there's something very human about that. There's something there's something about human beings because we because we're physical creatures in addition to being spiritual creatures that when we place ourselves in a in a 
special place, it can help us enter into a special state of mind. Um, and that's not to get too, you know, like ethereal with it or anything like that, but there's just, there's a reality to that. You know how some places just make you feel a certain way. Some places just make you, make you um, just give a certain sense about them. Um, have a place that's special for you that is your place with God. Um, and you might have more than one of these places. Yeah, it could be a place at your house, like yep. like a, a comfy chair that you're like, this is my place in my time where I know I can have some yeah. quiet time. It could be a place not at your house. Doesn't it, have to be a monastery or anything like that. We're talking about something that's just a part of your life. Exactly. You know? It could be under a tree. At a yeah, yeah. under a tree, in a closet, I don't know. Just do War you, room style. War room style. Just do what you got to do. To have a good place for your quiet time that will let you focus. Yeah. I have not either. Okay. I think they're in a closet, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Find a place that'll help you have a have a consistent and focused. It really all comes down to: Will this place help me focus on God? Yeah. Don't That's leave it. the house if when your kids are sleeping. Yeah. No. Just or when I they're awake. To go back to what you were just at all saying about withdrawing. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to clarify that. Maybe the back patio, but I wouldn't go any farther. Than not that. any further. Than Okay, right. uh, gather the resources that you'll need for a quiet time. Um, if you're going to have 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 Bible reading time in your quiet time, which you should, you'll probably need a, a Bible of some kind. Now, that could be a, a physical Bible. It could be a digital Bible on your phone. I just held up my phone for people on the podcast listening. Um, so, it, you know, any means of getting Scripture into your life. Um, is you know that's one of the key things there, mm-hmm. and um, and maybe having a notebook with you so that you can write stuff down um, as you're spending time in your quiet time, or maybe it's that you highlight something in your Bible that you're reading, mm-hmm. or, or you know it's whatever. Is give yourself the tools that you'll need. Mm-hmm. All right. Lastly, begin with the right attitudes. You 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 will not have a rich quiet time if you don't have the right attitudes going into it because the wrong attitudes will guarantee that you don't learn, that you don't hear, that you don't pay attention, and that you don't receive whatever God wants to give you in that quiet time. So three attitudes that we'll just touch on super briefly. The first one is reverence. And this reverence idea comes from uh, a verse, uh, Psalm 46.11, that you should... 46.10, sorry. Yeah, I'm wearing my glasses and everything. (laughs) Anyway, be still and know that I am God. Classic verse, be still know that I am God. So when you approach God in your quiet time, have a sense of reverence. Remember that you are entering into the presence of God. Not that you're not always in God's presence due to his omnipresence, which we've talked about before. <laughs> not to not making a theological statement, but in the sense of closeness and attention, you are entering into a time of special focus with God. So make sure that you appreciate him as he truly is and give him the give him the 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 status that he deserves as yeah. your God. Uh, the next one is the attitude of expectancy. So enter into your quiet time, not begrudgingly and feeling like, eh, let's get this out of the way, but enter into it saying, God, I'm, I'm here to hear from you. I'm listening and uh, I'm ready to receive whatever you want to give me today. And, and not approaching it with like this, uh, oh man, like watching the clock, got to knock this out and get on with my day kind of thing. Uh, and then the last attitude is a willingness to obey. So be willing to act on what God reveals to you. If God uh, brings something to mind or points something out in his word, if there's something that hits you, you know, uh, those of you who've read the Bible plenty know this. Those of you who don't maybe haven't experienced this too much yet, but you will if you start doing your quiet time. Sometimes you'll just open up the Bible and you'll start to read and a verse will just pop out and punch you right in the chest. You must be willing to react to what God tells you. 
be willing yeah. to obey. Uh, otherwise, there's uh, what point is there? Uh, what, you come to this quiet time and you're asking God for direction, but you won't you won't act on the direction that He gives. What's the point of that? Yeah, you might as well close your yeah, Bible. Exactly. The truth is, is that if you if you enter with a closed heart, then you are going to lose out on blessing in your life because mm-hmm. you are saying no to things that God has for you, and God and all God has for you is blessing. Like. Yeah. God has good thing, you know, he, his purpose uh, that he wants you to live out. If you're saying no to things, yeah. then you're just going to lose out. Yeah, God is trying to make you good, to help you become more like himself and reflect exactly. his goodness. And you're short-circuiting that when you approach it with the attitudes that that reject his guidance. Reach. Yeah. All right. What's um, left to say, Jason? Uh, I do want to point out that we, I think we can put this up in the show notes. I haven't talked to you about this, but I think we can. Uh, we, is one thing that we give out in class to a one that I think would be good here if you want, is a 21-day prayer guide. Oh, yeah, we can do that. So we'll put that sure. up in the show notes so you can download that if you want some help getting started with the habit of prayer in quiet time. This is a good thing. Yep. Um, so you can download that. We teach in class 201 that it takes about 21 days of repetition to reinforce and really establish a new habit. So... That 21-day prayer guide, boom, you got your 21 days right there. After you're done with that, it's a habit. You're rocking and rolling. Rocking and a rolling. Yep. <laughs> what else? Um, You've already made a bunch of plugs throughout. We talked so about Deeper Devotions. Deeper Devotions, check retreat. it out. We got links. Behold Retreat, 21-day yeah, prayer retreats guide. Retreats in general are a great, great way to help you with your habit of quiet time because it, yeah. it, it's intentional time of being alone with God with some guided teaching and stuff like that. Yeah. But so check out their retreats calendar or page on solidmag.com slash retreats. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a pretty full retreat schedule for the year. We'd love to see you there. Yeah. And it, it, I'll add this. A lot of you listen from like all over the place. Yeah, we wanted to talk about that. Yeah, we, we've got... We've got comments recently from friends in uh, South Korea who listen. and in Kenya. Uh, we've got a comment just last week from Kenya. Uh, so shout out to, to everybody out there who's listening. Um, but because this stuff goes everywhere, you might be across an ocean from us or on the other side of the world or you know, in a different hemisphere entirely. Uh, and if that's you, uh, it's not always easy for you to like participate in some of the stuff that we give. We try to give as many digital resources as we can, um, but some of the stuff is in person. One retreat-like mm-hmm. thing that you can do um, if you can't get to Southern California where we are, is the Journey with Jesus experience that we've created. Uh, you can you can find that at saddleback.com slash retreat as well, right? Uh, right now you can find it at slash Journey with Jesus. Oh, a Journey with Jesus, even better. Uh, so go to saddleback.com slash Journey with Jesus. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, you can also find it on the Saddleback Church YouTube channel. It's actually as a playlist, so you can go through and do the 360 experience where you can actually like VR style... Uh. Uh, look, ar- you can put your headset on, go to this YouTube video, and look around like you're at the ranch. There's a lake behind me. Yeah, and there are these 15 art installations that take you through um, kind of the the big phases of Jesus's journey to the cross, from beginning with, I believe, the washing of the disciples' feet. Yes. And then going all the way up through the resurrection. Those are narrated and taught by Pastor Rick. Mm -hmm. So you can hear Pastor Rick's voice. He'll talk you through some really great reflective uh, discussions as you look at these really, uh, really powerful and moving pieces of of mosaic art. And um, it's it's a way that you can have a retreat experience and sort of a quiet time unto itself in a way. Um, Not in the sense that we've said, like, you've got your Bible open, that kind of stuff necessarily, but it's sort of a, it's sort of a, it is a type of quiet time that you can enjoy and a type of retreat that you can experience from anywhere in the world. So our gift to you. Especially with Easter coming up and yeah. is a good one. Yeah, and um, we'll talk more about that as Easter comes. We'll keep plugging it. 
you made me think about that. We actually do have a personal spiritual retreat. Oh yes, that we'll yes, put yes, yes. In there as well that you can download um, on the show notes. This episode is a treasure <laughs> trove. I know you did not know all the goodies that you'd be getting, all the swag. And what does all this, this cost episode. them? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, zero dollars. Until we talk about tithing next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are going to talk it's about true. that. That's actually a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the personal spiritual retreat guide is literally a retreat guide that you can do on your own wherever you want. There's a, a couple different retreats that it, it, um, ideas that it'll lead you through, and it's just a guided time for you to have some uh, a good extended intentional quiet time. Really, that's what yeah. it is. All right. Next week, as Jason so uh, delicately alluded to, we're going to be talking about the habit of giving, um, that God loved the world so much, according to John 3.16, that he gave, that giving is an essential part of God's nature. It's what he does. God gives to us. It means it's an essential part of what it means to be a disciple. Exactly. So next week, we're going to be talking about the this this stewardship idea, this giving idea. We're going to talk about the habit of tithing. Um, it is always a hot button issue and we'll talk about why it's a hot button issue a little bit next week Um, so we look forward to seeing you again thanks for watching thanks for listening we love you and we'll see you next time if you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes if you do you'll help other people find us in the future and if you're thinking hey listening's great but is there a way I can watch these episodes yeah there is Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.